We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. In 2003, Nike signed 13-year-old Freddie Adu to a seven-figure contract. But Freddie didn't live up to the hype. He has turned down every single documentary project looking closely at the details of his career. Until now. People are going to look at everything you did because of the hype surrounding your arrival and what they think you can be. I'm Grant Wall, and this is American Prodigy, Freddie Adu, from Blue Wire Podcasts. What's up, guys? This is the Uncontested Podcast, covering the Oklahoma City Thunder. This podcast is ran by Jacob, Nick, Justin, Taylor, and Kamiar. Listen to future episodes on your favorite podcast streaming service, like iTunes or Spotify. And don't forget to leave a five-star rating. This is Lou Dort. You're listening to the Uncontested What is up? Welcome to the Uncontested Podcast. We're part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and the official podcast of BoomtownHoops.com. I am your host, Jacob Niffin, and today, special guest with me joining us from Yahoo Sports, Celtics Blog, the NBA Front Office Podcast, and, in my opinion, the architect of the NBA bubble itself. We've got the one and the only Keith Smith with us. Keith, how are you doing, man? I'm doing well. That that's far too kind, but thank you. <laughs> you are uh, you are Mr. Disney to me now. Uh, you you <laughs> you've you've earned it. I think the league owes you some commission. Uh, it's just how it is, man. You uh, <laughs> yeah. you spoke it into existence. <laughs> I, I don't think that checks in the mail, but but I appreciate it. I, I'll take the love. That's good too. Awesome. Well, Keith, it has been a freaking whirlwind ever since Monday at. Noon Eastern, uh, 11 a.m. Central. Trades opened up. Things started pouring in. Hell, things started pouring in before even that moment. The draft last night. And then now today we have players picking up options, uh, teams picking up options as we are headed towards free agency tomorrow. Maybe the most compacted week of NBA transactions in league history. Yeah, it's, um, you know, a lot of people keep saying, well, you know, during the lockout year, these things happen. But in those years, the draft still happened at its normal time 
Then everybody got locked out, and then we went. It's never been the draft and then free agency. Free agency is always close to the draft. I think I think we're we're doing a little misremembering if we we think they aren't close together. But there's usually at least you know three, four, five days in between, not just one. So that's uh, that, that's the part that's going to be a little crazy. But you know, hey, we, we love it. We, this is the best time of the year in the NBA. So yeah, let's make the most of it and enjoy it. Couldn't agree more. So let's dive right into some stuff. I wanted to start with some quick OKC roundup. Uh, Keith, right as we got on to record this podcast, of course, Woj had to hit us with another bomb. Kelly Oubre Jr. on his way to the Golden State Warriors. Uh, Thunder bringing back no salary in return. Instead, it looks like it is a pretty highly protected 2021 first-round pick. Um, the Warriors keep it if it falls between 1 and 20. The Thunder will get that pick if it falls between 21 and 30. Uh, if the Warriors do keep it, it turns into two second-round picks. Uh, Thunder create a $14 million trade exception. Can you kind of tell us what this means for the Thunder as far as the, the salary cap side? I know a lot of Thunder fans are interested in, th- does this trade then change the calculus on, will the Thunder be able to retain Danilo Gallinari's rights so they can sign and trade him, uh, presumably in less than 24 hours. Yeah, I think that's where everything is trending towards is that they're going to stay over the cap and they will, um, you know, keep, uh, they'll be able to keep rights for really any of their pending free agents, but Danilo Gallinari is the big one, obviously. So, you know, that, that's the reason why is you would rather than have to renounce him and then watch him walk away with a chance of nothing. Um, the Thunder now could get involved and do a um, sign-in trade with, with him because Lord knows they need another asset back in forms of a pick or something like that. So it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be, you know, interesting to watch how this all plays out. How they're kind of arranging this one is a little fascinating. The Warriors had the league's largest trade exception of 17 plus million from the Andre Iguodala deal last year. Ubre will go into that. That's how there's no salary going back um, Oklahoma City's way. So so they're they're gonna get that. Um, there's gonna probably be some questions about thought you couldn't trade a guy right after you just got him and those kind of things. You can trade a player away as long as you don't combine him with another salary. And in this case, Ubre's going all by himself. So so that's why they're able to you know just turn flip and send him to Golden State. So I think that's gonna be you know a uh, nice addition for the Warriors but for the Thunder now they get you know another yet another pick because because Lord knows they needed that one and then uh they they create this big trade exception they'll probably stay over the cap and then you know maybe they can do something similar-ish with Danilo Gallinari and kind of keep this thing plugging along in the uh quest to share the draft 50-50 with the New Orleans Pelicans I, I was gonna say I think they are on their way um New Orleans and Oklahoma City the, the draft lotteries in the future might just be two teams' lottery balls, and we just go <laughs> yeah. back and forth and back and forth. Yeah. Um, they, they could make it really easy if they just said, hey, you guys want to play uh, rock, paper, scissors, and then just we'll decide who's first, who picks on the odds, and who picks on the evens, and then we all go home early. There you go. Hey, I would tune into that. I don't know, I don't know what ESPN's ratings <laughs> would be on a Sam Presti uh, rock, paper, scissors tournament. but Dude, I, I watch every in. year when they break the lottery ties – <laughs> Those are just the ties for who will have one more ping pong ball. I watch that stupid thing every time they, they put it on TV. So so I'm with you. Heck yes. So 
maybe can you take a second and just kind of walk us through? I, and I know you are furiously trying to update spreadsheets, and I'm sure that's I, I Keith. I just imagine you go to bed and there's just numbers like running through your mind in your sleep and in your dreams with how many spreadsheets you have to update now. But the Thunder uh, had <laughs> the Thunder had one of the biggest contracts in the league in Chris Paul. They flipped that and they saved I think about five million dollars in that trade. If I'm if I'm not incorrect there. Uh, they just traded away Kelly Oubre uh, for essentially nothing. They're, they're, they're wiping that money clean off their books. Uh, they are bringing in more money in the in the Philadelphia trade because Terrence Ferguson and Danny Green combined make about $20 million, and I think Al Horford was like at like 27 or 28. You mentioned the Thunder are over the cap. Um, they are not approaching the tax line, I don't think at all, but if they let guys like Andre Robertson leave in free agency, which I think is going to happen, Nerlens Noel leave in free agency, uh, sign and trade Danilo Gallinari in free agency, do you know kind of where they're going to land as far as their cap hit? Yeah, and I apologize. My puppy is uh, barking our head off out there. So oh, hey, dude, we love dogs. Bring her on the podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> That'll be a mess in my office then. <laughs> um, yeah, so... What's going to really kind of be the sticking point here is what they bring back in the Gallinari signing trade. Um, presumably, let, let's just say I'm making it off, 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 making it up off the top of my head, but let's say they sign and trade him for $25 million. Then they're going to bring back something in the range of 20 to $25 million most likely. Maybe even a little bit more than that could even be as much as $30 million. Um, so because they're very unlikely to trade him with nothing coming back. The Ubre situation was a very uh, unique one due to the Warriors having that trade exception. So, so they're probably if they go the route of staying over the cap, keeping uh, Gallinari's cap hold, being able to do a sign and trade with him, then what you're gonna see is they stay over the cap. Then moving forward, they will not um, go under the cap at any point. Um, so that, that's just gonna be kind of how it works out. It's not. Um, it's it's not complicated um, in that sense. It is pretty straightforward, but it you know that that is going to be you know how, how they you know structure this. They won't they won't be able to pull it off on both sides to go stay over the cap to get Gallo Gallo for a sign and trade, then go back under the cap. They won't be able to do that. That's not going to happen. Okay, makes sense. Um, two players eating up a ton of the cap space in Oklahoma City right now. Uh, that I don't really think fit together. Steven Adams and Al Horford recently acquired, I guess technically not yet acquired, Al Horford. How do you see those two players fitting together? And do you think the Thunder have another uh, massive contract coming off the books with one of these two uh, before it's all said and done? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think they're probably going to continue to look to move those guys. I, I think, you know, really other than um, Jake Gilgis-Alexander, uh, you know, and I don't mean any disrespect to Darius Baisley, um, uh, Hamadou Diallo, Lou Dort, any of those guys. I, I think uh, Shea is the he's the only um, untouchable now on this roster, right? You're you're not, um, you know, whole whole. I mean, the, the kids they just drafted that's a little bit different too, but but he's the guy, right? So I think Adams they can trade him. They'll look to do that. 
Horford, if they could flip him later, they'll look to do that. And in the interim time, they'll keep him, probably play him together. They'll probably start at the, the four and the five next to each other, and then they'll they'll kind of build out the rest of it around um, you know SGA and see see where it goes from from there. But that's you know they they're really now in this full on teardown mode, and I think what's kind of gives me um faith and i think is impressive is the commitment level here especially for a team that i was saying this to somebody the other day you guys in oklahoma city you've never seen a bad team right they've always been good so so that's good that's going to be a little bit of a you know not a little bit it's going to be a completely different experience but i think you know the fan base is good enough they understand i think without directly coming out and saying it sam presti has made it clear kind of what the the path forward is here so that's going to be interesting it's about development and then they're going to do what i like to call the diamond mining process you're going to start seeing guys probably rotate in and out of this roster over the next couple of years as they pick up other teams cast offs and they see if they can make them into something and think about what the Brooklyn Nets did with Spencer Dinwiddie, with Joe Harris. They found a couple guys there. But what's different is the Nets did it with nothing. They, they had no picks from that trade with the Celtics where the Thunder have picks upon picks upon picks. And then when they are ready to go in, now you've got all those pieces and all those things you can put together and really kind of make, make things really interesting. So I'm really excited to see where they go. But that was a super long answer to say, yes, I think eventually they will look to move Adams and Horford when a deal comes their way. Well, at one team that I think is is an interesting Adams destination, you would have a lot more information on this than I would. And, and we can round this out with uh, the two teams, Boston and Oklahoma City, have made a trade today. Uh, for Vincent, is it pronounced Poirier? Vincent Poirier? Yeah, pretty close. It's it's like Poirier. Um, okay. There's like a French in there, but just call him Poirier. You're good enough. So they have conducted a trade there. Uh, the Celtics are getting a conditional second round pick, which I think is going to technically be one of those fake second rounders. Yeah, it's going to be top 55 protected in Boston. will never see it. Yeah, and then Boston is sending Oklahoma City cash, which is probably just the amount that they're going to have to pay Vincent yep. anyways. <laughs> yep. Um, what What's up with that deal? That just seems like a very weird, like, why the hell would you even do it type of deal. Is Boston trying to clear a roster spot? Yep. Uh, do you think Oklahoma City is really interested in this guy? Um, there, there are probably some level of interest. He was very, very good over in Europe. He was one of the top um, centers in Europe, and, and you know for you know a number of years, and then just really struggled to adjust to the speed of the NBA game um, more than anything. Dan- Daniel Tice made such a you know good transition where he came over. He was kind of a a good rotation guy in his first year. Then his second year, he got better, and then last year was the starting center um, for the team. Um, that. Kind of was the hopeful path that that Poirier would take, but what's um, happened with him is he's now being squeezed out in Boston. You have Tice, you have Robert Williams. They like Grant Williams as a small ball option. Ennis Cantor opted in. We'll see ultimately what happens with him, um, if he sticks or not. Um, if he doesn't, the team will go add another big man, another veteran um, in there. So that's, that's kind of where, where we're at with that. So there just wasn't room for him. The Celtics are 
also they have a very expensive roster, even despite Gordon Hayward opting out today. Um, if they re-sign him or if they do a sign-and-trade, they're going to be right around, if not over the luxury tax. So that's something they want to either lessen that bill or avoid it entirely. So this was really from the Celtics side, a straight salary dump. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Thunder, because I know they just get Al Horford, I know they have Steven Adams, but there's not a lot of big man depth behind those guys as as long as I'm kind of keeping track of who's on the roster as best I can here um you know get, give it five minutes right it'll probably change yeah again. yeah no shit right um <laughs> but yeah, I'm sorry I should not have uh, uh spoke ill of uh, Mike Muscala there yeah, I was right about to say Mike Muscala opted in today what are you talking about the yeah, moose <laughs> right that's it um but you know he'll get a try and I think you know if you you trade somebody else he, he's a guy he's a pretty good um finisher I think he could be a nice pick and roll partner with with SGA as the role man there because I think with the trader Ricky Rubio um he's going to be now the, the man right they're going to put the ball in his hands and say go so I, I think what you're really going to see um moving forward here is um you know maybe he can do a little but if not he's an expiring contract it'll be one year and he'll be out the door and it's also a low enough number and because OKC got paid to take it on if they wanted to free up a roster spot or he just wasn't working they could just straight wave him eat the money um, because Boston already paid them in terms of cash makes sense makes sense well let's shift over to Thunder free agency then because you started to mention Thunder centers there Uh, one of the Thunder centers that I think we were all very surprised, came back to Oklahoma City this past season, uh, which that offseason, the offseason of 2019, feels like 10 years ago. Yeah, at least. <laughs> yeah, but but three, or sorry, four Thunder free agents now. Uh, obviously, Danilo Gallinari, we've talked about. Uh, other ones are Andre Robertson, Nerlens Noel, and then the Thunder did not pick up their team option on Deontay Burton, not surprising. Um, thoughts on those guys. Uh, Robertson, I, I worry after the injury and not being able to play when he came back to the bubble, if he's going to get an NBA contract. What are your feelings on Robertson? And then also Nerlens. I was very surprised in 2019 that Nerlens came back to Oklahoma City on a veteran minimum deal. And then after Russell Westbrook and Paul George were out the door, he decided to stay. Sam Presti gave him the choice to back out of that contract. Decided to stay. Is Nerland signing another vet minimum, or has he finally earned a decent payday? You know what's funny is I don't understand a lot of what that young man's decision-making is with his agent. Because if you remember, remember he turned down that big contract from Dallas? Yeah. Um, back in the, he's got to regret that. Too. Yeah, so I, I'm very confused. I think he's just uh, he's a victim this particular offseason of the marketplace. There's not a lot of teams with cap space. Teams aren't going to use a lot or really maybe even any of their mid-level exception for him. So I think his best bet is to go find, you know, kind of let the dust settle here over the next couple days. And then as a kind of second wave of free agency picks up, maybe there's somebody sitting there saying, boy, you know, we could use another big and we still have, you know, 3 million of our mid-level exception. We'll throw it at New Orleans Noel for a year or two years and, and bring him in and he'll be able to come in here and uh, flesh out our big man rotation. It's funny, you know, the team I covered, uh, 
closely the Celtics, there are Celtics fans who are like, us, us, we want that guy. You know, we, we want to bring him in. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. They've been clamoring for him. He's also a Boston kid. I don't know if you knew that, but that's yeah. where he grew up. So, so that, that comes up, you know, every single trade deadline, everything. It's, you know, it's like he was the answer to, you know, every reason why they haven't won every title in the past five years. But it's, um, yeah, I was a little, little curious there. Um, you know, of their own free agents, I, I don't know. I don't think I would be maybe Deontay Burton. I think he could be back. I think the rest of the guys are probably gone. Uh, I think they're, they're headed elsewhere. Um, and then Andre Robertson, that, that one's tough, right? Because I I want to, it, it's Roberson, right? Robert. No, it's Robertson. Ro- Robertson. 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 Yeah. Yep. I thought I said it right. And then I had a moment of self-doubt there. For a second. <laughs> I was like, I did say that right. Um, you rooting for him, right? You want him to make it. I think maybe a team would take a flyer on him and say, all right, you know, hey, we could use a wing defender. He's only going to get a minimum contract at this point. It's going to be a make good. It would probably be fully non-guaranteed. And then if he can stick, it would guarantee later. So maybe that's what happens. Or he might be one of those guys who we get, you know, two, three months into the season. Team has an injury crop up and they need a wing defender. And they look and say, hey, you know, how are you in good shape? They work him out and they bring him in there. I I don't know where he's going to go from, you know, moving forward now. Yeah, and and I definitely feel like he's going to be a minimum guy. I also yeah. feel like he makes a little bit more sense going to a contending team who can just take a flyer on a guy that, you know, maybe isn't going to be the same defender he used to, but if you can get 80-85% out of him, he would still be valuable in that setting compared to going to a team like I don't know, like the Atlanta Hawks. You know, that that doesn't seem to make much sense to me. Yeah, no, absolutely not. I think what you're going to ultimately see there is that's right. That's going to be, you know, how this goes down, where it is a um, a uh, contending team brings him in. On the flip side, maybe, 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 you know, a team like the Hawks, who if, if they're uh, moving things forward towards being a um, contending team, then maybe they, they look to do that. But, yeah, I think it's just going to be, you know, kind of um, – you know, that that's where where it goes um you know for him it's just it's going to be tough to see where he can go he's going to have to really prove that he can get and stay healthy and if not then yeah we'll see where it goes from there definitely it's kind of funny so you had your moment of self-doubt on Robertson Roberson uh I think that's the least of our worries as far as per- name pronunciation in Oklahoma City uh moving forward with uh Alexei Pokushevsky um, Vit, I don't even know how to say that dude's last name. No, you nailed uh, it, man. Pokashevsky. Well, yeah, yeah. But then the other guy, Vit Krishki, Kr- Kr- oh, something uh, like that. The guy from the Czech oh, Republic. No, no, no. I'll tell you. Um, go, go ahead. I'll look it up. Okay. I have the pronunciation. <laughs> well, <guy>. last <laughs> night we were trying to figure out how to pronounce it. So we were actually watching I think it's like Serbian crazy. League highlights <laughs> to hear what the announcer said was his name. To try to like decipher. I've tried it. that sometimes, but then then they're speaking in whatever the local language is anyway, and I can't I can't always differentiate the player name from <laughs> other words no. they're saying. So yeah, I, I definitely you. feel that. Um, two more quick questions on Thunder free agency. Uh, we talked about Gallinari as, as a sign and trade candidate. What are two or three teams that you think makes sense? For Gallo to be signed and traded to, obviously, like a team like the Hawks, who have reportedly had interest, wouldn't need the sign and trade. They could just yep. sign him outright. They have cap space. Although the Hawks fit, I think, is a little interesting now because they have quite a few bigs. Although they did get off of Dwayne Dedman today, 
Yeah. What What are a few teams that are sign and trade options for Gallo that you find interesting? Man, I, it's there's probably team less teams I think that aren't. I'm a big Gallo fan. I've been, you know, uh, back when I used to play the fake trade game, I would try to get him to the Celtics, you know, every year just because I thought he, you know, I, I just, I like his game. I like, you know, his size, his ability to score off the dribble. Um, you know, obviously he's getting a little older. He's slowing down. He doesn't get to the free throw line like he once did. But, but you know, I think there's a lot of teams that could really use him. What it's ultimately going to come down to is how much money does he want and what what is Oklahoma City looking to get back? I would be kind of curious to see if the Milwaukee Bucks, after the Bogdan Bogdanovich situation all fell apart on them, if they might get interested, because I think Gallo would be a really interesting fit there um, with that team. He'd kind of play the the three um, for them, but you know, Giannis and Chris Middleton can defend whoever, so you just kind of put put uh, Gallo on whoever's left uh, of that group. Um, you know, they're, they're an interesting team. I think you know, Portland has always been a been a fun team to kind of talk about but i don't know what they would send back that starts to become more of the challenge is well what is what does okc want back in return for for a guy like gallo so that's that's where you can struggle a little bit to to find it because i'm assuming they don't want any long-term money maybe a young player um that's why i think the milwaukee package you know makes a lot of sense um brooklyn that's another team too if brooklyn isn't going to do anything with this you know james harden silliness I think Gallo would be a fantastic fit for the Nets um, as another scoring option alongside Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. He can also play off the ball some, so I, I think he would you know look really really good on the Nets, and they could send back you know minimal salary um, to OKC um, for the salary match that expires you know pretty early, and they've got you know all their picks that they could send out as well. Definitely. I, those are some, some teams that we've discussed here on this podcast as well, and I, I think it's fascinating. It's going to be interesting what to see what the Thunder can get back. Can they get back an asset? Is it simply just another trade exception that they can use to, to rent out more of their, their cap space to acquire an asset down the line? Um, but I have a hard time knowing the way Sam Presti operates. He squeezes every ounce of an asset out of anything that he can get. So it would be hard for me to imagine that he's not going to do that with Danilo Gallinari as well. Uh, Last Thunder free agency question before we move on to some league-wide stuff. Any free agents out there that you think the Thunder may target? Now, I know that's a difficult question because, like we said at the top of the show, hell, we don't even know who's on this team at this point. Yeah. Uh, But are there any free agents? the, The one spot where the Thunder is lacking significantly right now uh, is a small forward. They have bigs, they have guards. They don't really have a lot of wings. As of right now, either you're starting Darius Baisley at the three, which I don't think the Thunder see him as a three, or you're starting Isaiah Roby, uh, which is the worst option there. Yeah. Um, any Anybody that you think the Thunder may target, uh, we know the Thunder don't shop in free agency very often. They don't make big splashes. But is there anyone out there that you think makes a little bit of sense? Yeah, it's going to be, again, this is going to kind of come down to what do they get back in a Gallo sign-in trade, and if they don't go that way, then they've got a lot of cap space. If that's not the way they go, you know, I, I think, you know, you're looking for those kind of undervalued players um, that, that maybe, you know, you could get and they could pop for for you there you know a guy like uh, deandre bembry who's a you know ball handling guard hasn't done real well in atlanta but maybe he you know a guy you could take a flyer on um in, in oklahoma city um 
there i'm just i'm scanning through the free agent list right now just trying trying to see maybe a guy like Sandarius thornwell he's somebody who finished out um this season in the bubble with the pelicans you know he could be a guy you you could bring in i think you want to keep it to the younger side right ideally you, you don't want to go with anybody um who, who's too old because you're that's just starts to become a waste because you're not really um uh, being super competitive so so i think it's better to to go a different direction just this Anderson um, could make some sense. He's kind of a middle tier veteran guy who, who I think could be you know pretty pretty good um, for a team like OKC. Um, then then I think right you need more guard depth because you have SGA and then kind of what else um, there. So I think you know maybe a guy like a Yogi Ferrell um, could be good. They if they go the cap space route, they could really start messing around with restricted free agents, guys like Javon Carter, Chris Chioza, Jordan McLaughlin. Those are those are guys you could look at. Maybe a D'Anthony D Melton. Um, if not, you know Shabazz Napier. He's somebody who I think could really come in and do do some things uh, for this team. So I it's I realize now people are like not one of those names got me excited. Um, well, <laughs> they're probably not gonna. You know, and that's just the, the, the reality of where, where things are at right now for Oklahoma City. It's not a bad thing, and it is you know, far from any kind of criticism. It's just, you know, get used to it. You're, you're, you're headed down a different path here that you're not used to. But I'll tell you, it can be a lot of fun rooting for a team like that because you go in with little to no expectations, and then you're kind of constantly surprised. Yeah, that's kind of what the Thunder were last year. They came in with, with not great expectations, and, and it was a blast of a season. Uh, one name I want to throw out, which I've been high on for the Thunder, maybe taking a flyer in free agency on. Don't know how much it makes sense now with all of the center depth. But Harry Giles III fascinates yeah. me. Uh, you know, Sacramento didn't pick up his option. He's an unrestricted free agent. I think he's good. He's young. Um, you know, I always question whenever a player doesn't play well in Sacramento or New York, is it the player or is it the environment? Uh, I, I think someone is going to take a swing on Harry Giles III and maybe find something there. And I was hoping it would be the Thunder. Uh, but with Horford, Adams, Mike Muscala, uh, Poirier, maybe I said it right that time. Yeah, pretty uh, close. There, I just call I, I, Poirier. There's no Don't make it hard there. on yourself. <laughs> yeah. I, so, but, but I think Harry Giles is interesting, though. Yeah, absolutely. I love him. I think your travel or your travel trouble is are you going to be able to um to get him? I think the competition's gonna be too hard. I, there's a lot of teams who like him. So I think you're gonna get um uh you know, see him moving on um to a more competitive team and uh -huh. for probably more money than what you know makes sense for Oklahoma City. So so I think that's gonna be your challenge, um, with trying to do anything like that. Yeah, I would totally agree. All right, well, let's move on to some league-wide stuff real quick before we get you out of here. And before we do that, I'm going to take a quick moment, tell our listeners about who's paying the bills this episode. 2020 has already reshaped how we work, and it's almost over. But businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, you can pause your account at any time, and no long-term contracts. 
And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with your candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. 73% of online job seekers in the U.S. visiting Indeed each month, according to Comscore. So it's clear Indeed can get, the, get you the help you need and the quality higher. That's why more than 3 million businesses worldwide use Indeed. Right now, they are offering their listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates see the post fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere, so make sure to use that promo code Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Football is back. You might not be at the games this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Bet BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their seasoning open bonus today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of their great sign-up bonuses. And don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. Again, that's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Keith, let's take a quick five-minute trip around the league before we get you out of here. Um, teams that have massive cap space, like the Hawks, Knicks, and Charlotte, uh, anything that you're expecting from any of those teams, any any big names, any uh, uh, big swings, or like we've seen the Knicks today, like take on a contract into cap space in order to acquire a couple of second-round picks, which is the most un-Knicksy thing I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> being smart with cap space, the New York Knicks, what? Yeah, it's uh, wild. I, yeah, anything that you expect from from these teams that do have large amounts of cap space? I, I think you're going to see they're, they're all going to go slightly different ways. I think the Hawks are going to push in. They, they have a lot of pressure with Travis Schlenk and Lloyd Pierce to make this team really close to a playoff team, if not a definite playoff team uh, this coming season. So the, the Hawks really got to uh, start moving things forward here because they, they just have not pushed far enough to this point. So what you're going to see them do, that's why they're interested in Gallinari and Rajon Rondo. And, and you know, you're hearing a lot of other veterans mentioned there. They also have a whole lot of um, uh yeah, rotation spots behind their starting five in a lot of minutes. So I think you're going to hear them thrown together. What they can also do is, let's say it's a guy like Rondo, and let's say Rondo's looking around. He's got a whole bunch of, let's call it $5 million a year offers from teams. Well, the Hawks can say, all right, what's it going to take, 10 to get you here? And they can overpay because they've got that cap space. Key for the Hawks is just don't load up on deals that go more than a year or two because um, you don't want to mess up your cap sheet moving forward because they are going to start getting expensive here pretty soon. 
Um, so that's why you've also heard them mention with Gordon Hayward as well, because that's a guy that they could spend big on. Um, that seems to have died out a little bit in the last day or so, but we'll ultimately see where that goes. For the Knicks, they're kind of sending mixed signals. We're hearing them mentioned with Hayward. We heard them mention, you know, as maybe a Russell Westbrook destination and those kind of things. But then they are on the flip side. Um, they are, uh, you know, really kind of in a position where, like you said, they ate Ed Davis contract from the Utah Jazz so that's going to be really um you know interesting to see where that goes so it's going to be um you know uh something to keep an eye on there because if they keep going down that route now they're kind of playing the thunder game of you know give us picks give us young players we'll eat your bad salaries we'll do this we'll do that and now that's how they go the the challenge is there's a there's a belief and I don't necessarily buy into it but there's a belief that they may not um uh, be able to pull that off very long. I think that's a little insulting to Knicks fans. They've hung in this long. I think if you set them on a path, they'll support it and go, right? Um, that's at least what I believe. And then lastly, the Charlotte Hornets, they don't have as much space as those two guys. So that's going to be the kind of... Um, uh, you know, trickier part, I think, for the um, for the Hornets. They've got about 19 million. So I think Mitch Kupchak had come out openly and said, we'll eat bad contracts um, if that's what people want to do and give us assets. So I think they'll be in the mix for that a little bit. They just don't have the, the big time ability to do that um, like the Knicks did or like the Thunder did via salary matching. So that's what's going to get a little more interesting for them to watch. Um, but yeah, I don't expect any of those three cap space teams to really push super big on getting guys except for Atlanta. I like it. I like it. Um, next one. Give me a prediction. Uh, the Phoenix Suns making a push for the playoffs, obviously, with the Chris Paul trade. Uh, I don't think they have much cap space. They do have their mid-level exception. Uh, it seems like they do have a hole at power forward. Who is one player in free agency uh, that's attainable for the Suns that you would like to go see them grab to make a push in the Western Conference playoffs? Yeah, this is where the Suns kind of blew it. They, they Had they done this trade um, differently, if they could have delayed it, maybe the Thunder didn't want to delay it. That's, you know... Uh, surely a, po- a possibility but had they been able to get that agreement to delay that trade they could have used cap space first and then made the trade after and that would have made all the difference for them because then they could have been a, a Gallinari um, sign and trade destination as it is mid-level exception they're going to get somebody good and you're right they need a four um, you know in a bad way but you know you look at your veteran fours that are out there I don't think you can get in on a guy like Jeremy Grant he's probably going to be too expensive but if you go you know a tear down Eric Favors, who has that ability to play four and five. Um, if you could get a Paul Millsap to come in. Jamichael Green opted out of his contract today. I know they're dreaming big for maybe they can convince Serge Ibaka to go there. Maybe they could somehow swing and steal Marcus Morris from the division rival Clippers. Um, he's a guy who would make some sense. Bobby Portis had his team option declined. Those are the kind of guys you're looking at because I don't think you're going to be able to get in on on Jeremy Grant or on Christian Wood. I think they're going to be too expensive for the mid-level, and I think that's going to be a little harder for the Suns. But that's what they're looking for. They're going to get get a veteran in there, if not a couple of them, uh, using their, their mid-level exception, and then they'll fill out the roster with minimums around what now looks like a pretty good starting group. Definitely. Uh, one name I like in Phoenix a lot is Jay Crowder. I think he kind of fits in exactly what they need, kind of a tough-nosed defender. can hit threes. 
Uh, I think it'll be hard to get him away from Miami, though, yeah, after, I think that's after the challenge. bubble performance. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So um, other borderline Western Conference teams that may make a move. We've already seen the Portland Trailblazers make a trade for Robert Covington. Um, other teams like, like Portland, like Utah, uh, we've already gone over Phoenix. Any other teams like that that may be trying – Dallas, for instance – uh, maybe make a little bit of a splash here in free agency to try to go all in and and get in this crazy bloodbath of a Western Conference. I think Dallas made their move already with the draft where they picked up uh, Josh Richardson, who I like for them. I think that's a good good addition. Keep an eye on the Denver Nuggets. They're always up to stuff in Denver. They're, they're but they're very quiet about it. They don't say you know a whole heck of a lot. But they very much want to be right back where they were. I think they're probably more prioritizing keeping Jeremy Grant, maybe keeping Paul Millsap, and then kind of running it back and hoping for better health health from some of their players and then that's where they go um beyond those guys you know clearly the warriors they were hoping for big things now clay thompson is out so you i don't know what they'll do but the team i like out of all those ones is the portland trailblazers they are finally in a position they they feel like they have been kind of they're kind of the uh you know your twin to Oklahoma City in a sense right they've got good players but they're not quite there but they're also really really expensive and always you know right around the luxury tax line or if not in it they are finally out of that they have um, a pretty good trade exception about a seven million dollar trade exception that they could use for Kent Bazemore and that's not one of these ones that expires in the next uh, few days either into free agency that that's going to last for a while um, it's out there until the beginning part of March I believe um, then they've got their full mid-level exception um, for the first time in a long time they've also got the biannual exception that's a team I think that is going to make some noise and they're going to add some depth because that was really what hurt them they did not have a lot of good players behind Yusuf Nurkic and behind Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. Gary Trent Jr. was really kind of their only bench guy. Now they've got Robert Covington, which was a fantastic addition for them. So I think what the next piece is, all right, we need to get another big. We probably need to get another ball handler for the bench. But Portland's well positioned to really fill this roster out quite nicely. And I think that that could make a big difference for them in in a Western Conference that is as deep as I can ever remember. The Western Conference is going to be a bloodbath, and yeah. uh, we kind of mentioned a little bit earlier, but what a perfect year for the Thunder just to suck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No fans in nope. the stands. It's a shortened season anyways. No one's going to be able to watch them come to the arena and watch them suck. The 2021 class is stacked. It's a great year to tank. I'm, I'm pretty excited for it. Last thing as we get you out the door here, Keith, um, as somebody who covers the Boston Celtics extensively, Give me your prediction. What is going to happen with Gordon Hayward? Where is he playing uh, come December 22nd? I, I don't know where he's playing, but I don't think it's going to be in Boston. Interesting. I, I, I do think it's probably going to end up being a um, sign-in trade to somewhere else. I, I think I think if he had really wanted to stay in Boston, he would have just opted in. and then they That's a lot of money to out. opt out of. Yeah, and that tells me, you know, unless they had something prearranged, and clearly right now everybody's trying to be quiet about the tampering stuff because no, nobody wants <laughs> to have them crack down on, on them after what happened with the Bogdan Bogdanovich situation. So I think what you're seeing with the um, with Boston and Hayward is maybe they have a prearranged deal. Um, it's a misconception in the NBA. You can't even talk to your own free agents. 
Hey, you know, once they're free agents, you can't even discuss any kind of negotiation with them. So, so maybe there's already something lined up, and you know, in a week where where oh yeah, you know they they you know he resigned for you know four years, a hundred million or something like that, and and he got that longer term security over just the one year that was left. But something is just kind of you know nagging at me that I th- I think he might be gone, but I think he's willing to work with the Celtics on signing trades if that's that's what's possible. So I think I think that's what happens as far as where I don't know because I know there are a ton of teams who like Gordon Hayward he actually despite health had a very very good season so those teams I think are um you know they're they're you know pretty easy to find that that would love to have him uh join up definitely it's gonna be fascinating and it is coming up uh incredibly fast as we uh are now what 20 hours away from the kickoff of free agency so Keith (laughs) <laughs> we'll get you out of here, man. Hey, I owe the- you. I owe you something. Veet Krejci. Krejci. Yep. I'm going to forget that in about yep. 30 seconds. Uh, like crayfish. Krejci. I'm going to have to learn how to do all the crazy <laughs> Eastern European like symbols over the letters on my keyboard because I'm, I guess I'm going to have to get used to it. If you guys don't already follow Keith Smith on Twitter, what the hell are you doing? At Keith Smith NBA. He is the cap guru. The organizer of the NBA in the bubble. I don't care if he denies it. He's the one that got it put together. Uh, And just an overall great NBA Twitter follow. So go follow Keith. Keith, again, man, thank you so much for joining me tonight. I really appreciate your time. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Stay safe. You too, man. We will be back with you guys uh, if the Thunder do anything in free agency starting on Friday. If not, uh, you'll hear from us in a couple days. But knowing the Thunder, I'll probably be doing another podcast in 20 minutes. You guys stay safe. Wear your masks. Wash your hands. We'll talk to you soon. Thunder up.